Tonight is going to be a special, special um, show because I've got one of my dear friends in the studio with me tonight. And the title of this episode is called, Why Should We Care About Israel? I mean, all this is going on in Israel right now. The end times is just, just talked about so much, and there's, Israel is right in the middle of it. There's so much going on right now. And my friend tonight wants to talk about why should we talk about Israel. So before we get into that, I need to bring on my good friend. I want you to put your hand together for Alyssa Rabinowitz. What is up, Alyssa? How are you? Hi, Brad. Doing How are you? Good. You, doing you know good. what? I love you know how Haley's nickname for you is Rabbi Rabinowitz. <laughs> I love that. It's like your name, your last name, Rabinowitz, and she pulls, she calls you a Rabbi Rabinowitz, and I love that because you are an excellent teacher. <laughs> Thank you really are. You really are. How are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, Good. happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I just found out some really cool news about you just a minute ago <laughs> upstairs. Alyssa is a professional athlete now. I can say that now. Yes. She just signed a contract <laughs> with Magic City FC soccer on the girls' soccer team here in Birmingham. <laughs> and I'm telling you what, man, I was just blown away. So, I mean, I can't wait to come watch you play. <laughs> It'll it'll be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, and so when is y'all's first game? Let's see. Next weekend is our we're, we're playing away um, okay. next Sunday, and I think another couple of weeks for our first home game. Okay, so, so right here inside soccer, inside yeah, indoor soccer, indoor soccer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's amazing. I mean, I mean, I mean, sitting in the presence of a professional <laughs> athlete. She told me I just she said I just signed a contract. I was like. And this is big stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. is awesome. It's Congratulations. Real. It's real. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. You also, you, are you still running like triathlons and uh, stuff? No, not, no? not really. Not I really? mean, it might be in my future. Okay. I mean, I still run. I still sometimes swim. I still sometimes that word <laughs> triathlon just makes me tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just makes me tired just to even think about that. Um, so... Um, but you are like super in shape, professional athlete, but you're also in shape spiritually. And it's been an honor to be a part of watching your spiritual growth through the years. I know you're part of a dynamic church over in Irondale called Arise Birmingham. Tell us about Arise a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Arise is great. Um, they're, they're pretty unique because yeah. they are a five-fold ministry. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're not, they are, they have five leaders and rather than just necessarily one senior yeah. pastor, they're yeah. all... Um, there's five of them that, that lead together. And so depending on who's going to be speaking that day, you get yeah. sort of a different dynamic, whether it's an evangelist, pastor, yeah. um, teacher. You know, you just get a different dynamic and a different um, experience. But yes. it's very spirit-led. Um, so that's that's really why I, I like love it. going over there. Me and Haley love going over there. love Jeremy mm -hmm. West. The whole gang yeah. over there. Um, Wes is actually going to be coming on the podcast yeah. here in in February, and so um, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, be it great. looks like Haley has just walked into the studio <laughs> with her 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 cereal there. Hey, mom, <laughs> what's going on? Oh, looks like it's spaghetti. My bad. So, um, but uh, she just put hope down, and she's um, she's been doing the mom thing all day. So, <laughs> Haley is in the studio with us tonight, doing her thing. She just gave her bow, her little curtsy there. So, um, but so. I love, like I said, um, watching you grow in the spirit over the last, gosh, how long have we known each other for what, 10 years or so? Yeah, yeah, something Close. like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but you are of the Jewish heritage. Is that correct? Yeah. That is awesome. I mean, I love it. I mean, Jesus was a Jew. People just mm -hmm. forget that. They don't know that. So I know you grew up in a, um, a Jewish home and um, you have a Jewish background. Um, so tell us about your 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 you know your 
your childhood growing up in, in, in that heritage? And then how did you come to find Jesus as your Messiah? Yeah. So, um, so I grew up with a dad who's Jewish okay. and a mom who's Christian. Okay. So, which actually was a pretty unique experience because I got to experience both. Yes. Um, I have memories of celebrating Jewish holidays and then of course Christmas and Easter and, um, uh, you know, we, I, I mean, I mean, I have early memories of going to a synagogue and then um, going to a, a church here and there, just trying wow. to find. Um, I think my mom was trying to find a, a home church that she really yeah. liked, but we never really settled anyone for for too long. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say we necessarily um, had a really strong spirit spirit led. Right. Um, uh, you know, of, of me growing up in, in any spirit led home, but I right. definitely had. Um, absolutely wonderful parents, um, you know, just very supportive and, you know, sort of this mindset of just doing the right thing and treating others well. And so just a really strong foundation, um, and really giving me an opportunity to figure out, you know, my faith on my own yeah, and a direction for myself. Um, and then as I got older, I was introduced to the gospel a handful of times. I definitely right. I can think of a, a few of my friends really starting in high school that introduced me to the Lord, but yeah. um, I sort of kept it at, a, at an arm's distance because yeah. I just never really thought I needed him. I right. never really, um, uh, I didn't feel a dependency, and I think it's because I had such a good home. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I had great friends, um, yeah. really, really great family, and so, um, and I think, you know, the that's just, that's okay, yeah. but also that's not how we're meant to live. So sure. um, I sort of went on a little bit of a journey just to, I think, asking questions and wondering, and, and um, eventually the Lord sort of, you know, set me up, surrounded me with with people who could explain things to me, and um, I just started getting curious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then when, uh, after I graduated college, when I moved to Birmingham, okay. didn't know anybody here, and um, ended up of all in, places you end up I, in Birmingham. I know. I, I so I'm from North Carolina, <laughs> yeah, and ended up in Birmingham. Wow. So, um, yeah, you know, I think even just looking back, um, you know, things. Well, I didn't necessarily know then, but I could see some some things start to line up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> looking back, what led me to, sure, to where I am, sure. but um, I would say, yeah, when I when I came to Birmingham, you know, didn't know anybody, was looking for community and yeah. looking for friends and. Um, Funny enough, I, I the job that I took was in a pretty small office, didn't have a lot of people, but there was one person yes. <laughs> uh, who knew people um, that you know she thought I would enjoy and just love to get to know. And so I um, got uh, probably about six months after I moved here, so still a little bit of time, you know, of me just trying to find a community and in a group, and um, ended up getting surrounded by people who love the Lord, and I I just really love those people. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> and I wanted to keep showing up to, to things that they were doing to um, to just spend more time with them. Yeah. And um, I ended up, you know, in order to spend more time with them, I was at a place where people were talking about the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and I learned a little bit more and um, was, you know, in the Lord's presence a lot. And um, I think what happened to me is I kind of found myself believing. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I, I had a, a moment where I yeah. knew that like a flip, a switch had flipped a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I just, wasn't there know. someone that just tapped you on the shoulder and was yeah. like, don't you, is it in, in this the night for you or something? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I remember that night too. I really like intentionally asked the Lord like to come tonight, like show up for me that night. Wow. And I was looking for it cause I had like, 
I just really wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was looking forward in the message. I was looking forward in worship and I just never felt like it was anything different. Yeah. Until, yeah, it was uh, Maddie, Maddie. who, ta- who tapped yeah. me on the shoulder and she was like, I don't know why I need to say it because you already know the Lord, but do you, have you ever given your life to the Lord? And I was like, no. Wow. <laughs> and she was like, okay. <laughs> and then, you know, it was loud music. There was yeah. things going on and um, she just prayed with me right there. Wow. Just was like, okay, well, here we go. And that's what you needed from the Lord to show you that he yeah, was yeah, there and real. Yeah, and um, I, I, I remember... Um, just before that, uh, you and I had had a conversation, yeah. uh, and and maybe you you had must have been right after you talked about the Polar Express. Oh yeah, the Polar Express. I got to do that. <laughs> That's a classic. Again. Yeah, That's, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but I I remember in that moment um, something you had said yeah. in that message about um, getting on the train or yeah. you could miss it. Yeah. Um, and I felt like that was literally my moment where the train stopped for me and wow. I had a choice to get on wow. in that moment. I could let it go and maybe get on the later train, <laughs> I guess, but. I, I like asked the train to come that night and it and came. Then it came. Yeah. Wow, yeah. man. If yeah. you're out there tonight and you need <laughs> something to just push you over the edge of, Hey, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I, I, mm-hmm. I believe he's the Messiah, the, the rock, the son of the living God. And he, like, is he real? Mm-hmm. Just listen to that story of just how God will meet you where you're at. If you need him tonight, just pray and ask. The Bible says, if you just ask, seek and knock, he will be there. If you'll just ask him, he's waiting to come and visit you. And so I've got to do that Polar Express yeah. message again. <laughs> maybe I could do it on here and yeah. like show some clips and stuff. That would be cool. You so should. maybe next Christmas, we'll work on that, and <laughs> um, and you, maybe you can come in here and help me. Yeah. That would be super yeah, cool. So, um, but that 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 is that's awesome. I mean, I, I love how that you gave your life to the Lord, and you know that in that story that you have, and now uh, you know with your background, you are a part of a ministry called JH Israel. Yeah. And tell us about JH Israel. Yeah, um, great organization. Um, it's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, and it's it's meant to to. Uh, I mean, it's a Christian organization. Yeah. I mean, maybe I should start there. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, it, it's kind of a stem off of what I think a lot of people in Birmingham know. Yeah. Um, they're familiar with JH Israel, founded by Heather Johnston. Yes. Yes. And um, uh, what JH Israel is is a um, kind of a portion of what people experience at the ranch brought to Ariel um, in the over in um, Judea and Samaria in okay. Israel. Yeah. Um, and. You know, the I have actually not been to the ranch myself, yeah. but um, I know that the there's this uh, really big high ropes course there that um, really teaches a lot of principles, biblical principles, and um, builds leadership skills. And you know, there's there's really great programming through this high ropes course, and that's what's in Judea and Samaria through what's called the National Leadership Center. Um, and JH Israel funds that programming over there, and it's really meant to help. Um, uh, Israelis, a lot of students, a lot of young adults, um, uh, really discover their biblical purpose. Wow, um, so good. Yeah, Israel's uh, a lot of Israel is is pretty secular, and yeah. so um, you know it's a it's a beautiful nation of people of mm. Jews that yeah. um, are really grounded in their heritage and their mm. traditions, mm. but might not necessarily follow the Lord or right. really ha- have a um, relationship. A relationship, yeah. And so I think uh, doing. Uh, going through this program, uh, it's, I mean, it's taught through the stories of the Old Testament. Yeah. And the stories of the Old Tes- Testament match the Torah. And so wow. the, it's it's really a, a unique opportunity to be able to, um, to build 
just that understanding and, yeah. and and develop a potentially a new relationship with the Lord. That's awesome. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. I love that ministry. I love all that God is doing mm-hmm. through it. I know that you had a trip to Israel planned uh, back in October, and then uh, war broke out. Yeah. So October 7th, obviously, we know all of the stuff that started happening. So tell us um, what happened on October 7th, and then, um, you know, what these events expose some crazy ways of thinking. And yeah. that's kind of why you wanted to title tonight, Why Should We Care About Israel? Um, and so, um, you know, tell us about October 7th, what that means to the nation of Israel and what's going on right now and, you know, and just, um, and just what you are, want to communicate to us tonight. Yeah, so uh, October 7th, um, I mean, there's, there's conflict in Israel all the time. Yeah. It's in the center of the Middle East, yeah. and it's this little itty-bitty nation that everybody wants. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's portions of Israel that are... Um, have been shared by the Palestinians, and um, there's areas where the Palestinian Authority rule over um, the area, and one of them is in Gaza. Um, and in Gaza, it has been a relatively peaceful place. Um, by peaceful is actually really a relative term, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it was uh, its leadership was Hamas, which yeah. um, actually in Hebrew means violence. Wow. Um, it's a it's a, a Iranian proxy terrorist organization. It's really militant okay. more than anything else, and um, uh, it uh, basically a- attacked um, the kibbutzes right outside of um, the border between Israel and and Gaza, wow. and um, got past the. Um, the technology that Israel has in place to protect its border right yep. there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was unmanned, but uh, fully protected through these high-tech security mm-hmm. systems. But um, Hamas attacks, and you know, they have all these tunnels, or they do a lot underground, and so they actually were able to knock them out from underneath. Wow. And then cut through and get through, and then they just um, really massacred everybody that they could reach. And I think there were some thousands of Hamas uh, uh, people who went and just took people, killed people, burned things. It was like, honestly, what you read about in uh, the Old Testament um, where Israel was just completely attacked and um, women were taken, men were taken, mm. babies taken. And it was, I think it, I think about, was it like 230 um, people taken hostage, wow. not to mention, I think, thousands of a thousand or, or more killed that Gosh, day at yeah. a music festival. And mm. um, so anyways, just like such a massive tragedy yeah. um, right. that completely changed the way of life over there now. Wow. Um, I mean, all of that, my heart is heavy for the nation of Israel because, you know, as you know, that God, the one thing mm-hmm. that God has always yeah. wanted that he's never just got to himself is just the nation of Israel, the people of Israel, like just giving their lives to him. Like that's, he, he, you know, in the Old Testament, the the bride of Christ was just the nation of Israel, you know. And then, mm-hmm. of course, in the New Testament, it opens up to, to anyone that puts their faith in Jesus as the Messiah. And now the bride of Christ is is combined with uh, Jews and Gentiles yeah. across the world. But um, in the Old Testament, God's bride was was the nation of Israel, and it was in the roller coaster in the Old Testament, up and down of yep. nation of Israel coming to God and then going away from Him and then coming back to Him, and 
you know, my heart is just heavy for the people over there in Israel for what they're going through, but my heart is also heavy for the Lord, like, because he, he, he desires. Jesus sat up on the mountain and just cried and wept because he, he, he's like, I want to gather these people like a, a, a mother hen gathers her, her chicks, but they just wouldn't come, you know, yep. and, and I know that God's heart is heavy for his people, for his bride. And so um, that's what this whole podcast is about, is helping him get his bride back. And so with you having a unique perspective of um, of your heritage and what is going on over in Israel, I thought it would be great to just bring you on here and um, we can just tell people what role they can play in, in today's world, but just even learn a little bit more yeah. about what is going on over there. And so, um, yeah, continuous. So why do why should we care about Israel today? <laughs> Well, especially as Christians, um, I mean, first and foremost, Jesus is a Jew. <laughs> so uh, understanding him and where he comes from and who he is, I mean, he's he came as a, it's God coming as a human yeah. Jew. Right. So like, what does that really mean? Um, you know, how did he live as a boy? How did he grow up? What did, what did he learn? And, um, you know, what really matters to him? And um, the Jews have been God's people since the beginning. Right. I mean, he, he, they're in covenant since Abraham. Yes. Um, and the covenant follows Isaac. And I mean, that's, that's in the scripture that Christians read. Right. <laughs> and so, um, there's just so much that Israel, um, has been through to, um, well, really the, that just for God to, to get to them, <laughs> yeah, I think really is yeah. is what it's all about because um, <clears throat> I think even what you're mentioning as God wanting His bride back, Jews are are His bride. Yes, yes, we are Gentiles that get to be His bride Come because on. we get grafted into that Family olive tree. branch. Yes. Yeah, and without Jews, it's there's not a branch there yeah, to I, be grafted yeah, into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it. it it matters because we have to understand what God loves mm. and you want to love what God loves. And if you're his bride, mm. then you want to understand what the groom loves too. Yes. You want to know all about him. Come you on. want to know his interests and his things he likes, things he doesn't like. And right. you want to love what he loves and hate what he hates. And That's so, so good. Um, it's important because as a Christian, it's going to, you have to understand your role and responsibility too. Yeah. Um, and at some point too, you know, it says um, in in uh, Romans that you know we, it, I think until um, the last Gentile yeah. is is saved, um, you know he he won't he's not going to come back and not come back for the Jews until the last Gentile is saved. Yeah. And so one of the roles as Christians is is to you know. Tell people the gospel. Tell yeah. people who Jesus is, because without um, without telling people and without that right. spreading, right? You know, Jews, you know, aren't they? They're not. They're not going to. Jesus won't come back yet. You Let, know? So let's pause. So, <laughs> yeah, let's pause there, and you hit yeah, on a very yeah. um, awesome topic okay, good, and subject. Okay, so I want to pause there and talk about this for a moment because this is 
uh, something that God kind of gave me a revelation of about three years ago. I was reading in Romans 11, 11 mm-hmm. which you were just mentioning. And I'm going to read a couple of verses, and so we can just kind of go back and forth. In Romans 11, um, verse 7 and 8, it says this, So then Israel failed to achieve what it had strived for, but the divinely chosen remnant receives it by grace, while the rest were hardened and unable to receive the truth. Just as it is written, God granted them a spirit of deep slumber. He closed their eyes to the truth and prevented their ears from hearing up to this very day. So yeah. because of um, Israel's heart and heart towards God, toward living the ways of God, and because, because they had idols and they were worshiping other gods, and um, God began to give them a deep slumber, kind of harden their heart towards the gospel. But in the heart, and heart of the gospel, is um, there's, another, there's more verses here that I wanted to, to read. It says in verse 12, it says, So if all the world is being greatly enriched um, through their, their failure and through their fall, spiritual great wealth is given to the non-Jewish people, Gentiles, imagine how much more will Israel's awakening bring to us all. So God said He was going to use the Gentiles mm-hmm. um, to make His people, the Jews, jealous because they were going after other lovers. Mm-hmm. Um but he, used, he decides to open up the gospel, the family tree, for people to be grafted in from all over the world to be a part of this family tree. And he did it, and he made, one of the reasons is to make the Jews jealous. Yeah. Okay. So th- th- then here in verse 12 it says, So if all the world, meaning everybody else, all the Gentiles, are now ri- we're richly, um, greatly enriched through, um, through God doing this, then how much more is the world going to be enriched when Israel has an awakening? And so this is very interesting to me because, man, I mean, we've already been enriched um, unbelievable because of our eternity that we get with, to spend in, um, in the presence of God, have a relationship with Him, and now we get to spend eternity in heaven with Him because um, he, He's opened that door for Gentiles to, to believe. And so then there's a couple more verses. It says in 15, it says, For if their temporary rejection, talking about the Jews, release the reconciling power of grace into the world, what will happen when Israel is reinstated and reconciled to God? It will unleash resurrection power throughout the whole earth. So time out, 20-second time out. Can you, you, you hear what I'm saying here? Like when Israel, if temporary rejection, okay, release power of grace to the whole world. Right. It says right here in Romans 11 that when Israel is reinstated and reconciled back to God, this is going to happen. It will unleash resurrection power throughout the whole earth. Can you imagine that moment? Yeah. Like, can you imagine resurrection power being unleashed to the entire earth because God's people, Israel, comes back to Him, is reconciled back to Him, and are back mm-hmm. in relationship with Him? Like, that right there really, like, I don't know, Just I was just like, this is, this is powerful. Mm-hmm. And so it says that, that um, so I've got a few more verses, and then yeah. I'll turn yeah. it back over yeah. to you. But it says in Romans, same chapter, 11, 25 through 26, it says, My beloved brothers and sisters, I want to share with you a mystery concerning Israel's future. For understanding this mystery will keep you from thinking you already know everything. A partial and temporary hardening to the gospel has come over Israel, which will last until the full number of non-Jews or Gentiles has come into God's family. And then God will bring all of Israel to salvation. The prophecy will be fulfilled that says, coming from Zion will be the Savior, and he will turn Jacob away from evil. So just like you were mentioning a minute ago, there will be a moment where the 
there would be the final number of Gentiles that come into this family tree. And then when that happens, God's going to awaken the heart and take that veil off of their eyes and their face. And they're going to just be a, a mass revival over in Israel. And, um, and, and what an amazing moment that's going to be because it's going to unleash resurrection power throughout the entire earth. But I just thought that was, that was super cool that I'd never seen that verse where it says that until the full number of Gentiles has comes into God's family. So there is um, a full number. There's a number of that God is looking to, to pull into this family tree. And when this happens, um, so, so one of my questions is, I hear a lot of this stuff about um, Israel um, on the news and all this stuff going on, and my heart's heavy for Israel, my heart's heavy for God. And then I like to break it down on the everyday person, yeah. like, you know, I live right here yeah. in Birmingham, Alabama. What can I do? You know what I'm saying? How can I help besides, obviously, I can pray. Yep. But what I, I like to break things down really simple. And this, after reading this chapter in Romans chapter 11, and hearing all that God has done for, to open the door for the Gentiles, and he's waiting for that full number to be, um, you know, to pull, come into the kingdom. This is how I broke it down so that the everyday person out there could understand. So if you're out there and wondering, like, how can I help... Israel. How can I help God get His people back? Okay, this is this is the the answer. Is this the answer to the whole world's problem? Is the bride, the bride of Christ? Meaning, if it's Jews or Gentiles that, that have given their life to Jesus, if the bride awakens, then the the following happens. Okay, so if the bride of Christ is awakened, there's an awakening that happens in us. The following happens: she evangelizes and reaches the full number of Gentiles. Two, then Israel will awaken and the whole world will experience resurrection power. Three, God will receive the people he has always longed for and he will come back and, and, and get us. So this is the thing. The key to the whole world experiencing resurrection power is for the bride of Christ to have intimate moments with God, begin to spend their alone time with Jesus. You think that your alone time with God doesn't matter? Your alone time with God can unlock literally Him receiving the whole nation of Israel back. You're like, how can that happen? Because when you're spending time with God, you begin to take on the desires of God's heart. Then you begin to share the gospel with your neighbor, with your coworkers, with people all around you. And then the full number of Gentiles comes into the family tree. Then God awakens Israel and the whole world experiences resurrection power all because you were spending time with God. You heard His voice and you became obedient to what He's called you to do. So that's how I break down Romans 11 down to the simplest part of how someone like me in Birmingham, Alabama can help God with what's going on in Israel. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So what what are your thoughts on, on that? Yeah. I mean, I was going to say God's voice, trying to yeah. hear God's voice, and that's yeah. exactly how you do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, prayer prayer for sure, but you 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 know, you you want to know what what God wants you to pray for. Um, and I think just, you know, for me, what I did was just educate myself a little bit too and stay informed and, right. um, you know, try to understand the situation and try to, um, I mean, definitely know what's going on uh, in, right now in Israel. But then also Israel's all over the Bible. So, you know, start figuring out where um, where he talks about Israel and, yeah. and how... Every well, first of all, everything points to Jesus. Like it just does. 
Um, and the whole purpose of Jesus is to bring his bride back to him. Yes. And, um, uh, but it's always been about his Jewish people yes. from the beginning. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I think for me learning more about the Jewish culture and learning more about who Jesus was and how he lived. And um, the more I learned about Jews and Judaism even opened up a whole nother level of understanding God. Wow. Because we worship the same God. Yes. And so we're not really, it's not really Jews and Christians. There cannot be division. We're brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Absolutely. And so um, it's not a... I think it, for so long it's 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 looked that way. Yep. Um, and I know that uh, in the past too, and maybe even in some places now, um, it's being taught that Christians are replacing mm. are the new right. uh, called people. Yeah. Um, Jesus came for Christians, and um, it, it, Jesus didn't establish Christianity. Mm. He came to fulfill prophecy, Jewish prophecy. Yeah. And so now we get to be a part of that because yes. of Jesus as Christians. And so it's just it's not two different people. It's I mean, we're we're we can't we can't be divided. And if in order to be unified, you've got to learn about each other. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, and that's a big thing right now is disunity in the body of Christ all the way around. And the body of Christ consists of Jews, Gentiles. It consists of everybody coming into to one. We're all one with Jesus as the bride of Christ. And um, I really believe that, um, like in Hosea, it's one of my favorite books that really breaks down when the bride begins to run away from from the Lord. Um, it's a it's a good example of where God's heart is. Um, and I really believe that, you know, there's things in the Old Testament where, you know, like you were mentioning, you know, where Israel would get attacked, and you know, and you know, eventually they would repent and come back to the Lord and. You know, we don't know why the things are happening over in Israel right now. Um, but, you know, like I was asking you upstairs a minute ago was, you know, my heart is that through all of this, that um, that people are awakened and then they come back to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? They come back to His feet and come mm-hmm. back to Him as as an individual, as a family, and as a, as a nation. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that God can use... He doesn't orchestrate these things, but he can use it, you know what I'm saying? And like he did through the whole Old Testament, you know, I mean, the nation of Israel would, would come close to him, and then yeah. then he, they would stray away. And Hosea had actually says that um, that they that the bride of Christ had left, had gone after other lovers, had decked herself out with the things of the world, was worshiping other others, had other lovers. And then right at that next verse, in that verse it says that, but me, she forgot. Yeah, you know, my heart goes out, and and it's like, yes, I'm. My, which we're gonna do here in a moment. We're gonna pray for all the hostages that are still out there. Like, I'm. My heart is heavy for the people of Israel, for the hostages, for all that's going on. But my heart is also heavy for God that He wants His people back to Him. And so, I'm, my heart is. I'm wondering. Have they, as a as a nation, have 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 you know just like America? My gosh, same same thing is. Have we forgotten about God? You know what I'm saying? And I think there's there's an awakening that's coming, and I, I would love to see that. I mean, that literally, that's the message really on my heart. I remember being in bed one night, and God, I mean, I was dead asleep, and all I heard I heard these words, but me, she forgot, and I woke up, and I didn't. 
it sounded like a Bible verse. I didn't really know where it was, and I began to study it, and it was in Hosea. And God was waking me up in the middle of the night, showing me how his bride, consisting of Jews and Gentiles, has forgot about him. What that means is we have gone after other lovers. We've gone after the things of this world. We are distracted, and we haven't come back to him. You know, in the next verse he talks about, but, you know, he uses the wilderness to allure us, pursue us, and and go after us again and Mm -hmm. speak tenderly to us in this wilderness. And so my prayer is that through this wilderness that the the nation of Israel is in in the moment, that um, their hearts would be open to God speaking tenderly to them. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So is there any last uh, comments, anything before we get off of this tonight? Is there anything that you would like to wrap up or speak to anybody out there tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think what what you touched on a little bit ago, I think intimacy with the Lord is just so key and it's so important and it's um it's something I think about and I pray about when I'm praying for Israel too because there's so much pressure outside pressure and distraction and um so many different uh uh perspectives and so many different views and I think especially in the um younger generation right now too on college campuses and um just I think just not knowing really what's going on and so trying to um just sort of jump on some bandwagons or just trying to um, uh, pick a side without really understanding the full picture. Yeah. Um, you know, I think just making sure that, that we're getting educated and we're seeking information, but also really seeking what's on God's heart. Right. Um, and I mean, otherwise there's so many different ways we, we can be pulled and um, it's so important for the leadership in Israel and in the U S and all over the world or, um, you know, seeking the right things and, um, you know, keeping the right things in the right place. And um, so I think as pressure starts to build, as this continues, exhaustion kicks in and um, more deaths happen in in this time and things are just not really going to get easier. Um, So when things get really hard and when you're really tired, you just have to press into the Lord. And so um, I think that's my biggest prayer right now, especially um, for leadership is to, to just hope that they're also seeking the Lord and when they're making decisions yeah. and, um, and, you know, and the nations all, all over the world. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I can feel it on your heart. You know, your heart is, is heavy for the people of Israel, which mm-hmm. it should be. And um, I do want to close tonight by praying for Israel, for the people of God the, the, um, and, uh, you know, for the hostages. So what I will do, I'll open up in prayer, praying for the hostages. From what I from what I understand from the last numbers, I've heard that there's still like 129 hostages that are over there. They've been in this horrible conditions for like over 100 days. And so we want to pray that God would would intervene and touch their yeah. lives and help them out of this this horrible situation. Um, but I want to pray for the hostages. And then after I pray, I just want you to pray whatever you feel led for, um, for Israel, for the bride of Christ, for, um, for anything that just comes to your heart. Um, because I just really believe that, you know, with your heart and your heritage and everything that you're, you just, um, you're carrying that with you, what you, which, you know, I believe God really hears our prayers when it's, he's moved by the compassion that we pray for. And so I want to pray tonight. So if you're out there, let's bow our heads together and let's begin to pray. If you're out there with me, join in with me as we pray for the hostages that are over in Israel that have been taken captive um, in this moment. So let's begin to pray. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord, thanking you, God, that you have opened up the family tree for the whole world to be able to have an opportunity to come into your family tree. And Lord, some of our brothers and sisters in Christ have been captured. They're hostage right now, Lord, over in the Middle East, Father. And we just pray right now, Father, that you would intervene. God, we ask that your hand would come down and that you would rescue these hostages, God, that you would rescue them from the enemy's grasp, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we just command all evil that is attacking them to to lift off of them, to get off of them right now in the name of Jesus. And we plead and apply the blood of Jesus over their minds, their hearts, their body, their soul, and their spirit. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would send just divine um, appointments, divine things that would happen that only you could do to rescue them from the grasp of the enemy, God. So, Father, we just pray that you would send angels, God, to come down and to fight these battles for your people. And, Father, my heart for you tonight, Jesus, is that you would receive your entire bride back into your arms, that there is no division, no disunity, God but that you would gather your people the way you've always wanted to gather them, God. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you would awaken the bride of Christ, Father, in this region, in this area, Father, so that we can begin to be a ripple effect throughout the world so that the full number of Gentiles would come into the kingdom so that Israel can experience resurrection power and watch that wave go across this world, Father. So we pray in Jesus' name, God. Mm that you would awaken the bride of Christ right now and let her know that you love her and that she, you miss her and that we would have a desire to go after you in our alone time like we never have before in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and God, um, we just pray for the safety um, of the people in Israel over the IDF um, who are on on the defense and on the attack all the time. God, we just pray that your hand is over them. We pray for the um, for wisdom in the leadership in Israel, for wisdom and leadership in the, the nations around the world. Um, we pray that even if they don't know you, God, that you still speak to them and you, your hand is in control and you, um, uh, that you're the one leading the way um, and even Amidst all the horror and the um, the terror and the the the, um, the conflict, God, that uh, your peace still reigns, and that um, uh, that unity can still um, can still happen, and that um, in a time when this could be dividing and this could um, just only be horrible, we thank you that you have entered, you are um, working behind the scenes, and this is going to be for your glory. So thank you, God, that through Jesus, there is a victory already waiting for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. I feel the presence of God in here. (laughs) God is up in this studio tonight.